what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This might be the funniest episode of The Written Compass, maybe even the best episode of The Written Compass. And I'm super excited to have another guest from our Unveiling the Secrets collaborative book. You are going to meet the amazing Tanya Reed. We are going to talk about all sorts of things related to her writing, as well as her journey being raised by a narcissistic father who would have made a much better older brother and how that and tons of other things, including her journey as a hairdresser turned author, speaker, consultant, inspired her and keeps her going and keeps us laughing. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Written Compass. And I've got lots of warnings on this episode because if you can't tell, my cheeks hurt because my guest and I for today have already been laughing so much. It is not even funny. And so my face already hurts. So I'm super excited (laughs) for our guest today. You're going to hear lots of giggles and you're welcome. Today um, is a continuation of me introducing you to some of the amazing authors that myself and my team have the privilege of working with. Um, This is going to be another author from our beautiful collaborative book we just put out, Unveiling the Secrets. And I will be sharing more writing from this particular author. So Tanya Reed, the Tanya Reed, welcome. (laughs) The technical Tanya Reed. (laughs) So let me give a little backstory as to why, and second warning is, we are going to be very expressive in this episode. Um, Typically, there's not a lot of language that shows up on the this podcast, um, and that is with intention. And today, we're just going to let that down. That doesn't mean I am. We're going to be as expressive as we need to. And so, we are laughing our asses off <laughs> because because this almost didn't happen. <laughs> yes, Tanya needed to download a special something that we use for our podcast, and our beautiful Mesh TV uh, producer was helping us, and I was helping Tanya. And Tanya, first of all, you figured it out. So like, we're just going to celebrate the hell out of that. Um, And now because you know how to download a new web browser, I mean, you're capable of what? Like all these things. I decided if I can do that, like I'm going to go do brain surgery this afternoon or what else did I think I could do? Like go um, (laughs) fly a jet, go to the moon. Fly a jet. I could go to the moon. I told you that me figuring out how to get on this podcast was like a caveman driving a car. Yes. Yes. Like I just discovered fire. <laughs> like, like not for myself, but like for the entire, for all of history. All civilization. Yeah. I was the history. first one to figure out. <laughs> That's the way it felt. Rubbing two web browsers together and creating a new <laughs> And creating a to get to create a podcast. I tell people I'm a hairdresser. Scissors have not changed. Like I don't think since they made the first pair that they're any different than they've ever been. In their basic create. I I agree. I was actually just thinking about that. Um the invention of the scissors. I'm like, was just two knives 
put together so that they can wiggle. Right. I'm really good at wiggling scissors. I think I'm going to get a new business card. Tanya Reed, Master Scissor Wiggler. I love it. That's how I'm going to introduce myself now. And brain surgeon. I forgot that. Right. And brain surgeon, um, inventor of fire via rubbing two web browsers together. Yes. Y'all, let me introduce Tanya. Okay. You're already getting a taste and a flavor. But Tanya Reed, as she said, is a hairdresser by trade who has always had a knack for entertaining and storytelling behind the chair. And you're already getting a flavor and a taste of the entertaining and storytelling and more to come. Being off the charts extroverted, having been in her virtual presence for almost a year now and her physical presence, um, I just got to do that with her, which is so amazing. I love when I get to meet our people in person because we typically work with them virtually. She is amazingly, in all the right ways, off the charts, extroverted, and passionate about supporting others' dreams. She's a powerful writer, which we're going to talk about and dive into today, speaker and consultant. And we're going to talk about her work as it appeared in Unveiling the Secrets, which is our recent anthology of essays by women for women. And we're going to talk about her up and coming book. I'm not even going to say the title yet because there's a whole thing with that. Tanya, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for waiting for me to get here. <laughs> of course. As we have talked about a lot lately, it, it happened just in the timing that it should. It did. It did. So Tanya, I'd love to start with how did you get here where we know each other and you're an author now? Like, Give us a little... How did you get here? How did I get here? Um, so by saying yes, by doing a favor, uh, I had, I essentially retired from my, shut down my salon, sold my building, but you know, I'll do a favor here and there for people. And a client called and said that she had a neighbor that had a gray skunk streak down the middle of her head. Her mother-in-law had passed away. She needed to go out of town in a couple of days, speak at the eulogy, and this person's hairdresser was out of town. Could I do a favor? Of course. Come on over. So I meet and walk Cindy. That's all I know, Cindy. Um, What I didn't know was that Dr. Cindy Urbanski, PhD of all things fabulous with creative writing, English, had stepped into my world. And it's funny to me how when you just set out on your path, crazy things just show up for you. Mm -hmm. And Cindy showed up. And I didn't realize who she was until the next day. I told her, I was just being myself and telling her I had a book in me and that I'd been a hairdresser and that I was reinventing myself and figuring out what was next. And the next day she texted me and she said, I keep thinking about what you were talking about. And I'm involved with Dr. Shana Hartman and the embodied writer's experience. And she said, let's have a phone call. And I was like, yes, more please, more please. You know, it's, it's so funny to me, Shana, when I am on my path I say that boulders fly out of the way for me. But if there's something I'm not supposed to do, I cannot 
kick a cotton ball out of the way. It's like that that toilet paper stuck to your shoe when you leave the bathroom. Like, leave, go. What are you doing? Like, I have this weird thing that like the universe just protects me from myself. I think we all have that. It's just learning to listen to it. So, boom. And then there you came and there's Cindy and this incredible writing community. And, and I wrote, like, I just finished a whole ass book, right? <laughs> like the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. And you've contributed multiple pieces to a collaborative book. You have essentially, after saying yes, that was what? August uh, July, July of last July. year. July 2022. Mm-hmm. And in just over a year, you have become an, a published author. Speaker. Speaker. And engagements. Yeah. Crazy. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Your friend has gray hair. I'll slap some schmooze on that and take care of her for you. And, oh, by the way, just completely step into what is next and meant for me. Yeah. My next iteration. Mm, that's like chilling. Amazing. And as you all can already tell, Tanya has a bit of a way with words. And this is not unique most to the people that we tend to attract and draw to us. But it is such an honor and gift. We typically have a feeling about people like Cindy, who's our our, uh, lead writing coach um, on our team here with Synergy Publishing and the Embodied Writing Experiences. And every time Tanya is in one of our writing days, we were just hanging out yesterday where I was giving live writing feedback to some of our our community people. It, It is just how do you attribute the fact that like, I I guess the easiest way is just like, how do you, where did you get this stuff that comes out of your mouth (laughs) and onto the page? (laughs) First of all, thank you for celebrating it. I've not, as you can imagine, someone like me um, isn't always celebrated for (laughs) what comes out of their mouth. I re I remember being a little kid and I was at St. Patrick's here in Charlotte and third grade and the teacher told me to told us to start working on our homework which I didn't do I turned and started talking to my friend and I she called me out for it well it was funny because I said to her well I'm I'm going home after school and I'll be by myself I'm going to save my homework and do it then but I'm not going to have any friends to talk to you there. So I personally like to spend this time talking to my friends. And she said, okay. <laughs> well, years later, like beautiful logic, by the dec- way, decades, decades later, this woman shows up in my chair for a haircut. Mm. And she said, I'd forgotten all about that. And she said, Tanya, you help me look at students differently. Her daughter was in my class. She said, you know, before I would just, someone was misbehaving, I would just calm down. She said, but it wasn't like you to, you know, you were a pleaser. She goes, and you made so much sense when I asked you that. She goes, it helped me years later to talk to my students. Like, hmm, why are you doing that? Mm. Right? And I, I guess I've just 
always had a knack for expressing myself. You know, I was raised by a single parent. Um, My father would come and go like, would my father need a place to sleep? He'd crash on the, on the, on the couch. And, and, um, you know, it just, I was raised by wolves, adult wolves. And I was, I was treated like one of the pack and, you know, just talked about anything. And I don't know, when you read my next book, you'll see where I came from. My father was quite the human being. So, yeah, I love it. And I love that. Um, I think what is such a gift for you is like Tanya is the person in the room that says the things, but the way you deliver it is so loving. And even if it's something that like people go, I've never thought of it like that, or did she just say that even it it is delivered and and your writing is the same way. It's delivered with either this beautiful humor, like a loving humor or, and, or just love. Like there's just love underneath all of it. So like, I'm sure you could say what would be maybe the worst of the world, but you have that perfect, you know, in the South, we have the whole, you know, bless your heart really means, you know, F you. Yeah. yeah. We don't, yeah. you're a dumbass, right? Yeah. Like, why are you taking up our oxygen here? Goodness. Yeah. Can you, you know, you're not, you can't even walk down the hall straight. Like, right. Yeah. And um, so it's this funny thing that people often think Southerners are so kind and whatever with their bless their hearts. <laughs> But I really actually do think you embody the bless your heart and like, let's get this right. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's shift this perspective. Let's think of this in a different way. So it's very um, progressive Southern in many ways for you. And I just, I love, Thank I love, love, love that. Isn't it um, all about intention though? Absolutely. You know, absolutely. It's, it's like, it's like with a sentence where you put the comma. You know, where you can change everything. Yeah, where you put the emphasis on the syllables, you know, of a word. It's the, my father used to say that, you know, I had a velvet fist or a black belt in Tung Fu. You know, (laughs) like we just, and, you know, sticks and stones and words hurt. And, you know, we're living in a time now that words, words seem to hit and hurt every, everybody all the time, you know, like just don't even know what's gonna, gonna trigger something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just think, I think if you can say things with kindness and I don't mean like in a, like not passive aggressive, like you, right. can, you can see that shit. Helen Keller can see passive aggressive, right? Like, yeah. like no bueno. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I'm up. Like, I get that words can hurt. I also get that. Clear as kind. Yes. And I would, I've, like, when I had my company, I would say, I can't fix what I don't know. Like, let's get it out there. And, and people have said to me over and over again, like, you're so comfortable with confrontation. Like, I'm not comfortable with confrontation. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm comfortable with communication. Mm. To me, confrontation is communication that's been repeatedly stuffed down and then comes out like a volcano. Right. Comes and, out sideways. Yeah. Like, have you ever met someone that's like, I'm not comfortable with confrontation? And I'm like, 
bitch, I have seen you melt someone's face off when you finally (laughs) find your voice. Yeah. Like, Like you don't say anything. And then it was like Hiroshima when you decided to speak your opinion. Yeah. Right? Like that's confrontation. I am a huge advocate for (laughs) over communication. Yeah. Like it just keeps it a nice simmer. And Tanya, I feel like that connect that to your writing. Like I feel like when I look at the pieces in Unveiling the Secrets and then your new book, again, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, How do you feel like that? comfortable with communication and clear as kind and, you know, all of those things that you've learned along the way, like how does that show up in your writing and inspire your words? I, I think I was very fortunate to come without a box. Like I'm not in a box and I, I think I wrote this in one of my essays and you know, and if I did come in a box, I don't think there was a lid. And if there was a lid, I don't know where I put it or someone else put it. Um, I I come from a long line of storytellers. My mom was the oldest of 10. My dad was the oldest of nine. You know, if if you, if you can't hold the crowd, next, next, right. next. There was somebody in line waiting. Yes. And just, um, I love laughing. It is, it's like my favorite thing to do. You know, I feel like my favorite movie is Elf. Not my favorite Christmas movie. My favorite movie period. You know, where like laughing is pretty much my favorite thing. And I just love to delight people. Hmm. You know, they're so there's enough heavy. There is enough heavy in the world. And I just think I was blessed with this really twisted sense of humor. You know, I feel like at any given moment you can laugh or cry and I'm always going to laugh. Yeah. I remember hearing years ago, someone said, if something's going to be a war story 10 years from now, make it a war story 10 minutes from now. Mm. You know, like, like, we just survived that. You know, like, it's like you're rewriting history in real time. Yeah. You know? And what I love too, Tanya, is like, I can hear you say that. And I know too, like, you also, through your writing, it's not that you gloss over. No, I didn't. In any way or shape or form, like, I'm I'm just looking at um, – your piece, uh, you know, in unveiling the secrets, she has several, but I remember the J just don't leave me behind, um, one and like it, it's funny and it's about a very real thing that women struggle with or have a fear around. Um, and I'm gonna get you to talk a little bit about that story, but like, I, I want people to know as they're reading, it's, you don't put glitter on shit and you don't, cover the history or the, you know, the rough times. And you have found a way to see how, even though that probably was not the best way for, as we'll talk in a minute, daddy-o to do with something, you did pull and glean and use what was supportive of you, left the rest behind and 
and are able to look at the the other and just laugh your ass off. Yes. Like, you know, and, and again, not in an unprocessed way. It's like, a, okay, that was no. And wow, I can really look back at that and just go like that. It, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what that person chose to do and, and move yeah. on from there. Yeah. Absolutely. I really love it. I think so, it's like a hairdresser too, because, yeah. you know, people, people trust me and, mm. and, you know, People think they're coming to me to get their hair done, <laughs> right. right? They're coming to be seen. Mm. That's that's what we're doing. You know, that's what I'm up to. You know, yeah. it's like remember that that um, sixth sense. Like I see dead people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like I see live people. Mm. You know, and yeah. like quit. Quit trying to hide. Like, mm. like the I got to tell people all the time, don't tell me what your hopes and dreams are because I will relentlessly bug the ever-living shit out of you until we excavate them from you. Like, don't don't share them with me. Yes. Oh, do you that, that's your beautiful, like your writer self, your speaker self, your consultant self. Like, don't yeah. come and talk to Tanya unless you're ready to go, you know, because yeah. or unless you're ready to be ready lovingly kicked in the butt and moved along because she is here for it. Um, and I love that. And I'm excited to see how you continue to like build and grow and share that, that kind of core message. Um, I'd love to talk about that piece. Just don't leave me behind um, from unveiling the secret. So you want to kind of talk a little bit about what that one was and why you chose that one. It starts with lady in the van. Yeah. (laughs) So my best friend, Shelly, we've been friends since we were 10 years old and I'll be 56 on Monday. So we've been friends for a very long time. And she has a group of women friends that she went to college with and they get together every year for a beach trip. And, um, I just never forget Shelly came in to get her hair done after one of those trips. And she was telling me this profound experience that happened that she and one of her friends were driving along. They got stuck in traffic and they found themselves jockeying for position next to the same cars over and over again. And they're at a standstill and they look over and there's this van. And these are, you know, these Shelly and her friend were of childbearing age and it's, they probably moved heaven and earth to get to the damn beach weekend in the first place. There's no telling what they had to do, how many yeah. casseroles they had to freeze or whatever yes. they were doing. You know, 12 people to take care yes. of the three people that they do all the time, right? All the things we have to do to just have all, a freaking weekend away. Good yes. Gosh. Yeah. Or to get a bikini wax for Christ's sake, <laughs> you know, just to get anything done. So they're driving along and they see this woman and they start making up a story about the woman, not like in a mean, gossipy way, but they start noticing things. So basically they were driving, they were riding alongside a mirror, Mm -hmm. right? They see this woman in the van and they're like, I'm not going to drive a minivan, you know? Ooh, no, I'm an SUV girl, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, look like, and this is when like everything was about Abercrombie and, You know, the kids all had nice, spiffy clothes. And the woman, from what they could tell, from what they could see, looked kind of frazzled. 
And she looked like she was probably really cute when she got married. And she probably had 30 extra pounds on her. And there's all this shit in the car, all these this sports equipment. And they're thinking, that lady looks like she can't even lift that sports equipment to put it in the car. And so they really just start on this kind of self-reflection of like, do, do I look like the lady in the van? Do you think I look like, I don't think you look like the lady in the van. You sure I don't look like that? Are you just being sweet? Like, I don't know. I don't want to be, a, you know? Yeah. 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 And so they get to the, where they're staying and everyone gets unpacked and they get their cotton out and Shelly and her friend decide that they're going to make the first ever lady in the van pledge that they, these eight women, that if any of them, they start recounting their story, if any of them start looking like the lady in the van, that they're going to do an intervention and, you know, remind each other who they are. Mm -hmm. And that struck such a chord with me because I think that's why I was put on the planet. Mm. I was put on the planet to leave people in places better than I found them and to remind people who they are. Yeah. Like not who your mama thinks you are, not who your kids think you are, not who the PTA thinks you are, but who are you? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I do when I'm cutting your hair. Like, mm. hey, do you think, do you think we got the outside to match what you're trying to express on your inside? Mm. Like, did we just move the needle a little bit? I love that. And I feel like that is, you know, the message that you kind of continue to share in your writing and in your speaking and consulting is just like, is what we're trying to, what we feel on the inside, our true selves, is that being expressed in the ways that we want on the outside? Yeah. And in unveiling the secrets, you know, our, our whole idea is that we kind of pull back the curtain on these topics and ideas that people who identify as women are often not talked to about. And this is definitely one yeah. of them. The the lost sense of identity that comes from stepping into womanhood, really. Any any anything that is remotely traditional. And, and then if you're not, you know, all of the implications that come from that. And it is like, I just feel heavy just even. Yeah. Like all of it, like even like, even like not even that deep, like, mm-hmm. like I look in the mirror and go, who stole my neck last night right. while I was asleep and left me with this shit? Like this isn't my neck. I didn't go to bed with this. Right. And right. Oh my God, your beautiful neck because you are who you are and where you are in your life and like gravity. What a a (laughs) gift to grow old, right? Like what a gift, Yeah, you know? And it's, I, I feel like my writing or I want my writing to give people a permission slip, Hmm. you know, it's like, wow, she said it. Oh, she said it. Like Hmm. it. She even wrote it down, right? And we like, can read it over and over. Yes. And I bought it. And I'm and like, you know what? I was raised Catholic. And then I was raised Catholic. And then when I was 13, my stepdad was was transferred to Jackson, Mississippi. And it's like, where what church do you go to? Kind of thing. And I don't know. I haven't self-combusted yet. Like I'm 
Like, I want people to know it's, it is okay. It's okay. It's you know? okay to find your own way, to find your own path. Yeah. yeah. Like, do I believe in hell? 100%. Hell is not stepping into your mm. true authentic self. Mm. Yes, there is a hell. And most of, most of humanity's living it every day mm. just by, you know, you're in hell when you're trying not to be cast out of heaven. You know, being cast out of heaven is misbehaving, saying that word, not going to the right church, not, mm. you know, screw that, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny, in my my next book where I write about my father, a few years ago, my you know, my father was a narcissist. Oh, my God, a player, a womanizer, a narcissist. And I thought he was hysterical and I loved him. Like, both of those things can exist. Yeah. Right. Like I don't have to condone his behavior. And it was funny because my husband several years ago said, you know, I hate that your father's gone. Like, I think at this point in his life. And I said, no, time out, time out. Do don't you dare rewrite history. Like, don't mm. do that bullshit where people people retroactively put people up on pedestals. Right. right. Like he was who he was and he how he was, was and where he was. And, yes. and he we sucked. Can... He sucked. He sucked as a father. And thank God he did. Because mm. like the stories are so rich. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't be who I am. I would not be who I am for not that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And do not rewrite history. Right. On this. Yes. Because you know what? That'd be that'd be boring anyway. Oh, loving father. You know, have you have you seen some of these obituaries coming out now where people are like, Mm-mm. listen, this is what it was. Let me tell you, this son of a bitch. You know. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Well, I think you're identifying the both and which which I love. And I think that leads a lot easily into your um debut individual novel, which is coming out. So exciting your book. Um, So we're going to go ahead and introduce it. Okay. um, Because when this is, by the time this comes out, (sighs) it will be accessible, which is so exciting. So exciting. Um, So Tanya's first book on her own is entitled U.S. Hairways. Snippets from a hairdresser's journey. And I'm just going to read the back cover to give you a little sneak peek. And then Tanya, I'd love for you to share anything about it. Um, particularly about just like, I love the story of, of writing this book. Um, so Tanya shares a story of legacy and lunacy, a daughter finding her way as we've been talking about and a father, as we've also been talking about who would have made a much better older brother, <laughs> U.S. Airways. <laughs> It's a collection of essays that share sometimes hilarious, sometimes heartrending, always irreverent snippets from a woman's journey as a second generation hairdresser. So tell us about this book, Tanya, and how it came to be. So I thought I was going to write about my mother-in-law, who was a horrible person. Like she just, <laughs> like she just sucked as a, she just sucked. Um she was not nice to my husband. You know how most um, women put their sons up on pedestals. Not, not my, not my mother-in-law. 
but she weirdly loved me because mm. I would stand toe to toe with her. And I thought I was going to write about her when I sat down to write. And I started thinking about like, why, why was it that I had the relationship with her that I did? And I realized that my father and my husband's mother were essentially the same person. Mm. And that, that my father trained me. He, you know, he was <laughs> Mr. Miyagi getting me ready for my mother-in-law. Right. And the difference was my husband, both of us worked for our parents. My husband worked in his family restaurant. It was an institution here in Charlotte called The Cupboard. And Billy Reed worked, he was third generation, worked with his mom. Well, I worked with my father. And I have an essay in my upcoming book called It's Fun Till It's Not. Mm-hmm. And I worked with my father until I felt like my I was just going to be a shell of who I was. And I got the, I got out of there. I got the hell out of there. And I think it was interesting, you know, watching Billy Reed, it was like seeing the path I didn't take. You know, Mm. I truly took the road less traveled. I didn't stay, you know, and thank God for my husband. He doesn't have like Stockholm syndrome. He didn't, he didn't identify with his abuser. You know, he didn't, but I just see just the damage that's been done because of how she treated him. And it was interesting. So I was like, it's kind of like, I'm the kind of person when you ask what time it is, I don't, I don't tell you how to make a watch. I tell you that you need a travel agent and you need to get to Switzerland and that's where they make the best watches. And oh, well, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. What time <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh, did I tell you about the time that, it, yeah. you know, like I'm like, never, I'm not, I've never been diagnosed ADD, but I see the squirrels and the butterflies and yeah. chase them. And, and that's what happened when I sat down to write, started mm-hmm. thinking about, wait a minute, in order to really fully tell the story of how I relate to my mother-in-law and the, and she was funny. She Mm. was hilarious. She was the funniest person I have ever met with zero sense of humor. She was not trying to be funny. I thought she was hysterical. Um, And so like, where did that come from? Where was the origin story of that? And that's where I started writing about my father. That's what, that's what, it's like the, the prequel. I started with the prequel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was lovely to watch and listen, you know, as you started just getting stories down and, you know, kind of talking us through and what's so fun about the way that we support our authors is like, we really want you to find your path and your process. And we truly feel like the book starts to reveal itself. Like once you start to give it breath and life, it really in conjunction with you starts to tell you what it wants to be. And I think your journey was really, really like a true enactment of that because it would be like, almost like you're, you know, you're trying to turn the steering wheel left, but like it only goes right. And that was to write about your dad. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And, 
And that speaks to you and Cindy and you're just this beautiful container that you all have created because I would just write and just, you'd Mm -hmm. say, just go, just write, just write, just write. And these stories would come out and you know, just, and you know, it's, it's interesting. I think my writing process is kind of the way I do hair. My father used to say, listen to what hair wants to do and help it do mm-hmm. it because it's going to do it anyway. Like yeah. don't impose yourself on it, you know? Right. So in the writing, just the community that you all provide, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And then it was so funny one day in May, Cindy calls and she said, all right, girlfriend, we need to wrap this up. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And she goes, you have enough for a book. And I was like, well, yeah. how long's a book? You know, you know, I wasn't writing War and Peace or anything. And she said, 100 to 120 pages. I said, well, how many pages do I have? She goes, 100 to 120 pages. I was like, but wait a minute. I haven't written the, I haven't written, that's not the book I was going to write. Yeah, I haven't written the book I'm going to write. And she goes, well, you've got one. And this is, you know, great and yummy and funny and all the things and means you have another book in you. So I'm so excited to be part of your legacy program. Like you are stuck with me forever. And so what was crazy is then the process. Like, so for my, my styles are, as you know, are short essays and stories. And, Mm -hmm. and I really wanted my voice to come through. I wanted to, I want a client to get the book and go, this is just like when I would come get my haircut. Yes. You know, this is the experience. And so it's really funny. I had the craziest experience in collecting my essays and trying to figure out making sense of these things and how they went together. And what I thought was so strange is the first time I truly felt like a writer during this entire experience was by what I chose to not put in the book. Mm. Mm. Say more, say more. Okay, so there was an there was an essay that I wrote called um okay, if you have this is your warning if you think we've been tamed so far that like tell the kids <laughs> to put on their earmuffs. There was an essay that I had said uh that was entitled Get the Fuck on Mimi. Mm-hmm. And I love that essay. Like it's, it's all the things, right? And it's funny. It's, it's relevant. It's, you can, it's relatable. And I realized that it did not propel my book forward. Mm. I realized that if I forced that essay in, it was going to be simply wanting to hear the sound of my own voice. And it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't propel anything. And it was just such a yummy feeling to just say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to save that. It doesn't, it doesn't do. And I thought how weird to feel like a writer for the first time by not, <clears throat> not sharing your writing. Yes. That's it's like huge. It's like knowing that there's more, right? Right. Like from a next trick, like calm down. There'll be another show. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you write something 
what what I hear and what you're saying is just because you write something doesn't mean it needs to be shared. Right. And just because you write. Yeah. And even if you don't share it in whatever you're working on or how you thought, you know, as you were writing it, what you had in mind, it doesn't mean it won't be shared in some other way. And I truly like, and every word matters. You had to write that to get to the others, to get to the book that we are going to get to enjoy now. Um, And I think that is so huge and it is such a part of really embodying yourself and your words and knowing that it all counts, even if it's not all used. Like I have pages and pages and pages of things that I've written that no one will ever see. I won't go back and reread ever. And I truly know that I needed to write that for whatever reason in that moment. And that to me, like writers writing the, the verb of writing is what is so magical about mm-hmm. the process. And like, oh, there's a book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's a blog. There's an article. There's a something that I can share. Like when you get into and, and, and work with, and it's messy and it's not straightforward. It's not linear. And it's not anything that someone can say, do this, don't do that constantly. Like, but just whenever you can just embody your words and see what shows up, like, forget it. And you did such a good, exemplifying that so much. It's like that. It's like that quote, life's what happens when you're making other plans. (laughs) Right. Right. Like, I don't know what the hell I thought I was sitting down to do, but this sure U.S. hairway sure wasn't it. And so I'm so grateful. I had no clue what I was doing. Right. I'm so grateful. I had no clue what I was doing. That's so great. Like I, well, I got just, out of my way. I just wanna, that's right. I just want to celebrate you and Thank I'm you. so excited. So as we start to wrap up here, um, us hair unveiling the secrets out, go get it. Us hairways. If you're listening to this, when this comes out, it's out, go and get it. Um, on Amazon. So excited. And Tanya, what's your favorite way for people to connect with you? Because everyone who listens to this is going to want to be in your world. Please do. I am. Yeah, I'm ridiculous. I'm like stupid extroverted. It's crazy. Um, It's the Tanya Reed at Instagram. uh, T-H-E-T-O-N-Y-A-R-E-I-D. I'd love to support, hear anything. Awesome. What you got. Bring it. Yes, we'll have that in the um, the notes for the show as well, Tanya. Thank oh you. my goodness, Thank I've just been you. smiling the whole time. This <laughs> is so fun! I can't wait for what's next. She's already been tapping me and Cindy about the next book, so we'll just carry Stay on. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And I mean, let's remember: you now know how to download a new web browser. So, uh, can, can we just use this one next time? <laughs> Yes. I mean, how many fighter jets can I fly at the same time? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I think you're just unlimited at this point. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Written Compass. If you are enjoying this content, do me a favor and go and review the podcast. This allows me to share and get these messages out to the people who really need them, who we want to read their books in the future. You can also go and share your thoughts and tag me at Shana Hartman underscore on Instagram. Again, this is just a way for us to get connected and share the writing love. And if you know that you are ready to write your book, that message that's been burning inside of you for a long time, then I want to talk to you. My team and I want to talk to you. Head on over to shanahartman.com and click work with us. From there, you'll see an application to explore and see if writing your book is your next best step. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.